0: You're listening to The Coach and Joe Podcast, conversations on friendship with God.
1: Welcome to The Coach and Joe Show. What's Fannin, up? Fannin has an announcement. Come on, Fannin. Hop on in here about click, subscribe, something. I,
0: I don't know why these guys couldn't do it. Click subscribe. It's really easy. And then you get updated on our content. We are going to be usually Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Some really exciting Um. This would be a month click, from now, so click, there's subscribe. Wrong. click
1: subscribe, just do it. Click subscribe. This is Corey Reed. Corey's a youth pastor here at Bridgeway Church. And yes, he is. Corey is being objective here, one of the most prophetic people that I know. And you got the power G on your left chest there. Go dogs. God moves. Go dogs. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this. Uh, go dogs. I like that. I like that power G. Let's just jump right in here. This What's is up? a this is a show on helping people walk in friendship with God. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're going to be friends with someone, you need to hear them. I love the Logos Word of God. love it. Mm -hmm. Read it all the time. Read went to the beach this weekend. My wife, I just read the Word a bunch.
0: How many times did you read the Gospel of John when you were first?
1: Over a thousand times.
0: Over thousand times? Yep. That's so many times.
1: Yep. I think that, honestly, I started seeing healings manifest because I read it so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had some fun dreams. I read it so much, I would have dreams about scenes in there. You know you're reading the word enough when you start having dreams. I had a dream one night, I was like Simon Peter and I was sinking and he grabbed me.
0: Bill Johnson said I, I listened to a podcast one time. He said, Don't don't tell me you love Jesus and you don't love the word. Wow. Yeah. And he just held this Bible and he said, Like, if you don't if you're yeah. not like in here. You don't
1: Yeah. Yeah, my wife, uh, <laughs> my wife reads a lot of Proverbs. Her name means wisdom. Um I, I love the written word. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about hearing his word from his mouth, Uh (laughs) the prophetic. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. You don't have to go there to say it. Pursue love and eagerly desire all the gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Yes, sir. Me and you have had some fun stories over the last couple of years. Uh, One time you called me and you said, Hey, are you at the beach right now? I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You said, are you sitting out on a deck? Yes. Are you reading a book with a such and such cover? You may be a prophet, sir. I expect you to say, and and the husband you're, you're the man you're living with right now is not your husband, or whatever the Lord, <laughs> Lord said. The woman at the well, and I said you may be prophetic, and then you kind of got me stirred up, and I turned on you, and I said, Hey, Micah's about to ask you to preach soon. Don't say anything to him about it. He did it like what a week later. He did okay. Something like that. let, let this this show is to help people walk in friendship with God. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I want to call this podcast, this particular show Prophetic for Dummies. Okay. Prophetic. you ever played Cracker Barrel, The where if you leave like six you're ignoramus? Yes. One time I left like six and I'm like, how can you have a master's degree <laughs> and leave six T's? Um, this is not to wow the masses with your ability to prophesy. Matter of fact, you know what? Like, I love your gift. I do. But there's... I got a lot of coaching in me. Yes, sir. I care more about you coaching other people on how to hear God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not yep. looking to give you stages and us be at all at your ability to prophesy. Right. How? You're, you're, let's just talk to people that are just getting close to first base. I'm thinking of my college roommate, Blockhead Lynch, who listens to every one of these shows.
0: Hello, Blockhead. Who,
1: Block's been saying recently he's been getting wrecked. I'm like, Block, you're Methodist. What are you talking about wrecked? I mean, <laughs> he's like, well, that's what y'all say. I don't know what it means. How does someone go from, how do you hear God?
2: I mean, for me, it's it's just a lot of uh, thoughts and impressions, pictures in my head sometimes, but a lot of just, you know, getting like slight impulses and just impressions and, and just learning how to partner with that and realizing that, hey, this isn't just something that I've developed or acquired over the course of my life, but he actually designed me to be able to communicate with Him and hear Him. And a lot of it's more natural than we think it is. And so for your question, I hope I'm not jumping ahead, but like for when you say if someone were to start off, I love to preface it with everybody. You've always been able to hear Him, whether you realize it or not. Mm-hmm. You actually were created in the likeness and the image of God. Therefore, He gave you these the ability to perceive Him and to communicate with Him because communication is one of the foundations of relationship. So when we, when we say prophecy, a lot of people feel immediately disqualified because of some type of category they put the subject of the prophetic in, whether it just be something that has to be so overtly supernatural. And I love all that stuff, the big, the wild, but honestly, like it's basically just hearing God's voice and communicating with the father. And right. then just say what he's saying. Let's see if you get more practical. What do you yep. mean by impression? What are you talking about? So like literally, if I look at someone or something, I can get a thought in my head like they look like a baseball player or they look like a businessman. And what has happened over time, and I know what, you know, one one question that I got from someone when I started to talk about this was, yeah, but Corey, doesn't that sound like, like natural intuition? Doesn't that sound like you're... He's basically saying, like, you know, isn't that kind of like looking into it and like reading people? And I said, what are you talking about? I said, are you talking about like street smarts? And he's like, yeah. Like, and I said, where do you think you ever got the ability to be able to do that? Like, where do you think you got the ability to be able to read someone?
1: Yes. And the first word I ever gave you was you'll always hear God because blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Yes, sir. So you have a very pure heart. You have an understanding of what I hear you saying right now. You have a baseline understanding. If I'm going to build a house, you got to start with the basement. Right. On a foundational level, you know that even those thoughts come from God. Yes, sir. Is it possible—you make me feel old when you say yes, sir, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Not that old yet. When When—is it possible—don't touch me—is <laughs> it possible that when people—is it possible that people are hearing him all the time? Like Blockhead. We give a shout-out to Blockhead Lynch. He's a Methodist man. He's on keto right now. He's lost seven pounds. All desire to live. Block. He's lost seven pounds. We'll have him back on the show. We ought to have him down every 20 pounds. Absolutely. We'll have him on the show. I think Block hears God 10 times a day, 20 times a day. He just doesn't know it. Yes, sir. Um, Is it
2: possible that God's in our thoughts way more than we think? It absolutely is true because, and I love, now that I've kind of like, kind of caught a little bit of this, I love to watch it in people in everyday life, even with people that like, don't claim to be walking with Jesus, yeah. because again, he is the ultimate pursuer. He designed us to hear from him. And, uh, so I love to give practical examples, uh, to people to get them to relate to this. So I'll ask them like, have you ever been thinking about somebody that you hadn't seen in a long time? And then lo and behold, they call you and you're like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about that person. Or, you you know, you were thinking about somebody and you happen to see them at the grocery store. Yeah. See, I think a lot of people are like waiting on something that is like so overtly supernatural and different, like a big booming voice. When in reality, most of the way, and at least in my experience, is it's the common thoughts and impressions that you get normally in everyday life. And when you empower that is, oh, my gosh, this isn't just me that I've developed over the course of my life in and of myself. So and this is something that God has put in me and empower that as this is God. I think that's when the accuracy and it, get, it uh, gets let's talk. Crazy. Let's talk about the accuracy. Because
1: okay. I noticed there's actually a linchpin <clears throat> from going to where someone wants to be to where they're actually hearing him. Yes, sir. In it's faith. Yep. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen one. eagerly desire, yep. pursue love, eagerly desire all the gifts. At right. some point you have to go to where you were 18 months ago and where you are now. So let's talk about you. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is practical. Yeah. This is like first base stuff. When you got here, you could hear God. Matter matter of fact, you moved here because from Redding, California, mm-hmm. because God showed you a bunch of stuff and I was like, how do you, you shouldn't know any of this stuff? It was mm-hmm. just like, B-b-b-b-. God told you to move here. Mm-hmm. However, I think at least that on a metric, that it's undeniable. That, uh, by the way, presence of God is really increasing at this table uh, right now. I love it when he does that. It's undeniable that, I want to speak into that. I know the Spirit lives in us, but James says, uh, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. And there is time, like we, we talked to Heidi about this. His presence is descending. I know he's already in us, but there's something that's changing at this table. Mm-hmm. You are way more prophetic now than you were 18 months ago, I think. Do you agree? Yes. I would say it's not
0: even close. Based on accuracy of stuff, you should not know, man. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yes, and I wasn't hesitating to, to contradict you. I I think that there's a level of prophetic that... me, But like I, I like what Corey was saying. I think that there's always been prophetic unctions and tendencies my whole life. But now I actually can act on them. I can put faith towards them. So am I more prophetic or do I have a greater understanding of the prophetic call on my life? Okay. One well, two.
1: and we, let's talk about that. Here's what I do know. Okay. It's like the guy that says, Hey, listen, y'all quit bothering me. All I know is I was blind. Now I see, <laughs> right? Yes. You, as of today, it's it's no, there's no doubt. Undeniable. There's no like, doubt. So yeah. if it's always been in you or whether it's come upon you, I don't really even care. Uh, I just yes. know that you're not in the same place. No planet. doubt. So give yeah. me one or two practical Brian Fannin steps. Fannin's a guy that just loves these practical steps, and okay. I know we need to keep digging. How in the world have you gone from... Who was it? Was it Drake? We started on the... Started at the bottom, yeah. Even though he didn't start on the bottom. He's a billionaire and he's a kid. Started, that guy was on TV e when he said her. Yeah, he he said he talking. time started on the bottom. You started on Disney. <laughs> she, shut up. You started here and now you're there. How in the world did you get into Ninja Land prophetically?
0: Well, I think practical step, fan in step, number one, is is the Logos, the written word of God. No doubt. He's man. falling in love with the written word. Well, One of the most profound first-time prophetic encounters I had was actually reading the Word. I was reading the Word one morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was living up in Minnesota. It was cold. I was reading the Word. It was like 6 a.m. And I was in 1 John, and it was talking about how if your heart condemns you, God's greater than your heart. I forget the exact scripture, but it was in 1 John. And as soon as I read it, I heard, Amanda, 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 Amanda. I have a friend named Amanda. She's like a sister to me up in Minnesota. Like, to the point where I closed my eyes, I think out loud, I said, okay, I'll text it to Amanda. I think I said it like that. So I was like, i was supposed to text her this scripture. So I text her the scripture, 6 o'clock in the morning. She responds back within minutes and says, have you been talking to Mel? Mel is our other friend. And I said, no. And she goes, Joe, she sent me the same verse, like, two minutes before you sent it to me. And so, obviously, God was communicating something to her through the written word. But for me, so I'm, I'm such a thinker. I'm an ESTP. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm not sure if that has anything to do with me thinking. But on the Myers-Briggs, I'm a thinker.
1: Mm, I'm going say you, you're a border. I think you're a thinker. And if you, you do have some feelings in YouTube, I but, you, too. do. Because you connect with God that way, too. Yes, but I do. But I hear what you're saying.
0: But thinking is, is basically, fr- frankly, it's the curse of the fall. It's the, yeah, you're the mal-
1: a dominant thinker, for sure.
0: Yes. And when we ate from that tree, and I say we, it's not just Adam. We all have eaten from that tree. I and mean, we're all born into Adam. So, as far as I'm concerned, we all ate from that tree. The curse was our thinking, his reasoning. It's the knowledge of good and evil. evil reasoning. It's the tree of tree of life. The word reasoning. And so, God is looking to blow that paradigm up and get us back into hearing His His voice as truth, yeah. and that's all we need to know. Yeah. But I think that the Father, He's He's fairly gentle in pastoring us through that. And so, for for us, especially in the West, I think. Where we value knowledge, where we value—I think God gave us a book for that, right? The early Christians in Acts didn't have the Bible to read; like they just walked in friendship with God. Mm-hmm. They lived on the testimony, and discipleship was how they progressed the church. They forward. would have
1: had access at times in the temple to the scroll, the Torah.
0: But when they took, when they ever took Rome, Christianity—a new implementation of how the, the scriptures to be released were. It was—it was this stage ministry. It was where. You'd have a teacher projecting and giving information out. Yeah. And I, I think that the Father's given us the resource in the Bible to help us bridge the gap to his to His rhema, to hearing his voice again, which is why understanding the Logos, being rooted and grounded in the Word, I mean, for me, almost everything, that literally everything prophetically, I can find his roots in Scripture. He gives me Scripture for all the stuff he shows me prophetically. Can we talk about the practical role of faith?
1: Uh, so let me give you an example. I I personally think for me, the, the the practical fan and step on this. You have to believe you're as clean as Jesus. Yes. You have to believe Romans 8.1. Condemnation will shut the prophetic down really, really fast. That's good. If you see yourself as clean as Jesus, you're free to uh, roam about the country, if you will, in the kingdom. I've lost count of the amount of times I'll look at you and I'll say, hey, so-and-so's about to text you. Hey, so-and-so's about to text me. It's crazy. Hey, this is about to happen. I mean, we've lost count at All this point. All the time, point. yes. How does so-and-so's about to happen? I'll, I'll even say, hey, uh, I'm going to have a dream about this tonight. How do, if you think there's something special about me, y'all are crazy. I mean, there's nothing special about me, although I'm as clean as Jesus. yeah, you know, And I believe that, and I'm yep. good friends with God. But there is the dynamic of the faith linchpin that I truly believe I can hear him. Yep. I, I, uh, We were at the beach, my wife and I, this past weekend, waiter walks up. As soon as I looked at him, I need five things. There's nothing spiritual. There's, It's not even a spiritual moment for me. I'm not having a spiritual moment. I'm just having a Chad and Father moment. Yeah. And there's something that happened with me activating my own faith. Because Romans 14, excuse me, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 1 says, uh, eagerly desire all the gift. There's there's a part of the eagerly desire yes. and my faith. Because Ephesians 2, it is by grace you are saved through faith. Mm -hmm. Grace is Jesus. The words are coming from God, not me. But my faith steps in to my ability. And I know we're going to do a show in a minute on not despising the prophetic, particularly inside the context of churches. How have you activated your own faith that you can hear him? Because I gave you a word about two months ago, and I said, Joe, God's grooming you to, to a specific Mantle in in um, the fivefold, not just prophetic, but he's growing you. And then a couple of other people gave you that word. Mm-hmm. You have activated your own faith.
0: How have you done it? I've been willing to fail. Yeah, which ultimately Ooh, with the prophetic is I think the biggest hurdle to it because it it literally is. I'm gonna step on this water and might fall through it moment. Yeah. Because when you it's get good, words man. and have no context for what you're hearing, yeah. and you look at a person that you don't know, there's a, a massive I mean, fear, man, it, it creates a wall and it's like, well, you don't know, maybe mine, ask some more questions before you get it. But I think to truly grow in the prophetic, you have to be willing to learn how to hear and how you hear God, which also will look like failing. It will look like missing. Absolutely. It will did, look did like Did you that. miss it in the early days?
1: Yeah,
2: I still do. I still miss it. Still do?
0: Absolutely. What is
2: it like when you miss it? I mean, you mean like... How does it make you feel? It, I mean, honestly, like there's still some insecurity there sometimes, you know, but at the end of the day, like I just remind myself and tell people, I try to practice what I, what I preach and what I tell people. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. you
2: know, you hear in part and you see in part, you're not less of a son because you miss it. You're not a false prophet. A A false prophet isn't someone who misses it. It's someone who tries to take the word of God or the gospel and manipulate people and harm them and twist it for their own self gain and satisfaction. It's not you're not fake or false or, and I think that's the thing is like people want to be real and authentic. And so you constantly hear people say, well, how do I know if this is me or God? Well, you know, step out, take a risk and, and see, and I'm not, it's, it's, it's paradoxical because it's like, you don't want to, I understand that there's a wisdom behind it and you know, you don't want to just be flippant in certain ways, but at the same time, like, you know, uh, what is that word that that phrase that Bill Johnson says? He says, you know, sometimes you know what people call wisdom, it's really unbelief, um, and so I think that it's okay to practice it. It's okay yeah. you have you actually have to in order to grow in it. So the so for me, there's a one thing that you've helped me in a lot is the covenant side, keeping intimacy at the core of it friendship with the father has really helped it help this even in my life but then the other side of that the expression of that intimacy is in a practical sense is taking risks and practicing it and it sounds so unspiritual but it is spiritual like discipline is a spiritual thing and and honestly like a big part of growth even for my life is taking risks repetition practicing do you you know what i love saying i want people to hold me accountable to my words right
1: one of the things uh, in the past six months at Bridgeway uh, that that a lot of people just heard a lot of conversations about is how come a prophetic word is given to someone and that word doesn't come to pass? Well, we automatically assume, we, we just take out of the scriptures the story of Saul uh, and the story of David. Samuel said to Saul, I would have established your throne over Israel, but you would not. A prophetic word is not always a straight promise unless you cooperate with the God Correct. behind the prophetic word. Yeah. I think we can come up with excuse upon excuse upon excuse upon excuse of why we're not stepping out of the boat. But the truth is, let's end where we started. 1 Corinthians 14 says, Pursue love and eagerly desire all the gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Whether you are in a blockhood, blockhead lynch phase of your life, my college roommate, boyhood friend, and idol, Getting the first base on hearing this or whether you are a ninja who's written books on the prophetic. Keep going for it. Stay low. Stay submitted to God and community. Mm-hmm. Let your words be held accountable and celebrate the goodness of God through your little old mouth. Just little you, big God. Go for it. Life's short. Hear from him. Let it rip.
0: It'll bless people. You've been listening to Coach and Joe. For more information and additional content, please visit bridgewaynetwork.org.